listening to the Power Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everybody. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and this is such a treat for you all. I have a woman on the phone with me who, well, you're going to feel her here in a second, but she's fascinating. She's pretty, like, I have a pretty cool backstory, but she absolutely trumps me on the backstory. So this woman, so she's the dolphin whisperer, right? But animal psychic, you know, whatever. We could label her all day long, but ultimately she is at one with the ocean, like the life that dolphins, whales, like you just feel it from her. Like she's connected in a way that, you know, I'm a little jealous of. So instead of just being jealous, I'm just going to kind of stick close by her and by osmosis kind of get that coolness off of her. But what she's gleaned from them and talked with them and gotten from them like you know you know as soon as she starts talking about it just the value and what they've entrusted her with is really how I view it but of course she's got all the cool sciencey stuff so the biomimetics which I can't even say let alone understand what it is we're going to talk with her about all of that fun stuff but she leads free diving and has a great perspective on how that overlays into what we can learn from that in our own existence even out of the water so I'm going to stop bragging about her and just welcome her to the show please join me welcoming Jillian Rutledge to this show. Hi, Jillian. Hello, Tanya. Thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to connecting with you and sharing more. Oh, thank you. I've been looking forward to this interview for a while now, ever since you and I first connected. Um, mm. And a shout out to Allison Donaghy, who connected uh, us, yeah. um, who's also just this amazing person. So of course, I meet all the coolest people. So talk to us a little bit about your superpowers. Well, you really actually relayed it in a nice, concise, simple way. And that really is about connecting with your environment, really deeply being in harmony with your environment. And I've done that through mimicking dolphins. And, you know, the word is communing, basically matching with them, matching their vibration. You know, they're deep divers and not just physically deep divers. They dive deep within themselves. They have a conscious breath, meaning they have to think about their breathing. They are energetic, vibrational communicators. They're multidimensional and they totally transcend duality, you know, and there's so much more that's hard to give language to. And this all really is what has them live in a very high vibration, in abundance, freely, in joy, and, you know, powerfully within their own body. And this is something if we as humans are interested in mimicking, you know, the overall thing that happens is we just feel great. And when we feel great, we do great. And I see you as really kind of this embodiment of those concepts. And so like you are those concepts, you are that marine life, that community. Like I see you, like if you could envision like this profile of a person, like a silhouette of a person, but there's ocean waves mm. instead of like detail. And it's just this drifting in you that I love. I'm totally selfishly just want to stick close by you. Like I want that. Like I want that connectivity. I see the power in it. And I just plan to ride those waves that you're creating. So thank you. Like that. Oh my gosh. That's beautiful. Totally my pleasure. It's, I mean, for me to watch people 
be in that space with themselves. And it doesn't have to be in the ocean. It doesn't have to be with dolphins. It's within themselves, it's within our lives. There's so much pleasure and joy for me to see people in that space for themselves. Well, and I don't know if you all can feel this, but I literally feel like those waves, I feel them coming off of you. Like there's this energy that like pervades like everything around you and it just got its own rhythm. Like it's mm. a really deeply connected, free flowing, but solid. Like it's not crashing and flighty and like I'm a drift and I can't find footing. It's just solid and it's confident and, and it's everything that you described the dolphins as being inside of themselves. And I'd imagine it's even more densely available in the whales because of mm. the size and it just like it's fluidly solid. They're solidly fluid. Like I don't even know which one those would be, but there's such strength and power in it. And it just comes off of you. Well, it's amazing the words that you're choosing. Obviously, you are tapped in because you're really describing a free dive, what it means to dive while breath holding. Mm. And that's kind of like the metaphor for what it is I do. Although I am an actual free diver, and when other people free dive, they may not exactly describe it the way that I do because we all have our unique experience. But the gist of it is diving deep within, and that requires an intense focus and yet a very, very high level of relaxation. And that really does give us access to ourselves into the deeper layers of ourselves, the subconscious mind, which then gives us more access to life. And that experience is really what a free dive is, whether it's a free dive in the ocean or a free dive into ourselves. It's so powerful. And the, all this information is like coming in. And, and what's interesting is like free diving in and of itself is a pretty cool superpower. So it's like, <laughs> let's just take a moment to honor that. Like that's pushing the bounds of what most people feel is possible. That's like extreme living, you know, like you can do that. Like we just kind of slid over that piece. Like, yeah, great. <laughs> she's a free diver and she talks to dolphins. Like, you know, you know where my mind goes, but you know, it's so funny. The theme of the most recent interviews has been around this concept that it's like you have this one layer of things, which is like a skill set or an aptitude or something. And then if you really look at it, so there's lots of free divers, right? Like it's a superpower for sure. And in that world, it's kind of commonplace, right? For amongst the people who do free diving, it's commonplace. And at the same time, people have that and then look at what you've done with it to add to, okay, but why are you fascinated mm -hmm. by that? Like, mm -hmm. why would you do that? And it's in the argument I get all the time about the superpowers. It's like, yeah, you're calling some pretty like usual things, superpowers. And I'm like, it's all in how people are using them though. And it's mm -hmm. all in how they're putting them all together that makes them unique. And so your unique superpower being that ability to commune and be entrusted in this information from dolphins and the whales. But then how did you get to that place? Well, you got it through these kind of predetermined superpowers that you had. <laughs> you were designed to free dive. Like that's what you kind of designed yourself as. And then you had the courage to say, okay, but why? Like what's next? You could have just stayed a free diver, but you didn't. You said, okay, why? Like what's beyond this? Like I'm just going to overlay you with all kinds of stories and presuppositions, but it's like what that experience must have been like for you. Well, why don't you tell us? Yeah, sure. Well, interestingly, I kind of did it the other way. I first really communed with dolphins without necessarily knowing I was free diving. In fact, mm. I kind of broke some rules in the free diving world in the beginning because I had no idea what free diving even was. And I was responsible for looking after some dolphins in human care for about 12 years. And those dolphins, they are profound beings wherever they live. And that is where I really became sort of in tune to vibration. 
to life and to my life, their life, life, the big life. And I had to have courage. I had to have courage to give them the best life that I possibly could. And inside of that aim or that goal, I really had to step it up as a human being for myself. And part of that was really learning about them. And that involved going beyond the science that we generally know of, well, certainly in the 90s and early 2000s. I saw them echolocating, which is using their sonar. I saw them energetically communicating, and I had mm. no access to what that was at the time. This is in, you know, a landlocked area in Canada. And, you know, I just started to explore. And I started with chiropractics and chiropractors that were working with animals and using me as a surrogate and feeling that experience. And, you know, as a kid, I did communicate with animals. I didn't know what I was doing. I thought everybody could do it. <laughs> and so as I got older, you know, I didn't realize that there was a difference there between me and others. I thought everybody could do this. And so I just carried on with that. And, you know, I ventured into Reiki and energy, other energy work with the idea that I want to understand what these animals are doing. What are they communicating with each other? And it opened me up to being able to communicate with them and understand them and really be able to listen. And that translated to listening to myself. And part of becoming dolphin or communing with dolphins is copying them, mimicking them. And that's where this biomimetics comes in is, you know, imitating models and systems and elements of nature that has the purpose of solving our complex problems. And so, because dolphins are hugely intelligent, perhaps even more conscious than we are, you know, they can be really good models for us. And through that process, I started to model their behavior because I didn't really know what else to do. I modeled their breathing, which is a huge part of what I do and what I work with. I modeled their diving and that's where free diving came in, is that I wanted to learn how to be under the ocean what does it take to be there? What does it take mm. to be in that pressure, holding my breath and in that state? Because if they're in that state, maybe if I'm in that state as well, I'll be able to mimic them even that much more accurately. Wow. Such an amazing story. And then you shared with me before that who you started coaching using these techniques. Tell our so, listeners about that. Yeah. So life takes us on a journey. And if we're listening, you know, you go with the flow, you go where the energy's going. And this led me to working with race car drivers, which is like, you know, all my friends and family were shook their heads and said, what? This holistic ocean diving, you know, mermaid, she's working with who? But really what it's done and why it even occurred was because upon talking to a race car driver, I heard these same skills, these same amazing superpowers actually, that were coming through that I recognized as a free diver that they possessed as a race car driver. You know, how High levels of awareness, being almost able to predict or even able to predict the future, you know, moving at high, high speed accurately. And these things were really intriguing to me. And when I started to work with some of the drivers, I realized, you know, there was a need for them to even own their skills further and that they could, that there was room to grow. And of course they have a big goal and that is to drive well and mm -hmm. eventually to win. So they're very motivated and that's, that's exciting to me because they're so motivated. They're so motivated to do whatever it takes to have that edge. Of course, that can come maybe from the old paradigm of competition, but mm -hmm. through the work that we do, they realize that that's actually not a very potent form of energy to be driven by competition. And they tap into things that are much more value 
much more efficient and much more powerful for themselves. I love that you say that competition just isn't that powerful. Like it seems like it would be, you know, it sounds right. That's kind of what it looks like on the outside, but it's not. And, you know, when you first told me about it, I was like, that makes perfect sense that race car drivers, extreme athletes, those types of folks would absolutely entertain something like, oh yeah, I learned breathing from dolphins, you know? Mm. I don't know that you frame it in that way, but because the people who are willing to push the extremes of physicality who get that, like, it's not enough just to want to be a race car driver. Like, and then, you know, you kind of got to get over the initial, this is what I'm going to do. And then it's the journey that mm-hmm. opens you up to. And so as you get better and better and better and better, like there are going to be more and more layers and what's next, what's next, what's next. Mm-hmm. And so it makes perfect sense to me that extreme athletes or anybody really who is in those kind of dare dive, I'll take your life in your own hands kind of arenas will welcome anything that allows them to connect ever deeper into themselves. Well, and you kind of said it there when these extreme sports, if we want to lump it all into that category, What these people are doing, what I'm doing, when I'm free diving is seeing our limits. And maybe it's not even our limits. It's like, what's possible? It's not because we're crazy or we want to have a death wish. It's that we know that humans have this immense potential. Mm -hmm. And the rat race, the nine to fiver, you know, not that that's a bad thing for everybody, but the mundane life, that's what I'm trying to access, isn't everything. And whatever everybody is seeking is unique to themselves. I'm not saying everybody needs to be an extreme athlete at all, but the drive to just tap into our power, to tap into that latent power, ability, skill, feeling, sense, whatever that is for each individual person. You know, if we all had a taste of that, I think everybody would be interested in that. I agree. And and that's extreme in and of itself, you know, just the willingness to push things. Like I remind our group, you know, we're superpower experts all the time. I'm like, make no mistake about it. Like not everyone is having these conversations. Mm -mm. Like that's still not normal. And that's why I said earlier, you know, amongst free divers, like free diving is normal, but (laughs) it's not Sometimes it's a challenge to remember. I, I remember after the whole army experience, you know, because I went in my army career, if you could call it that, you know, was very non-traditional. So I was 27 with a master's degree when I enlisted. And I remember people saying, well, how did you get through basic training? And I'm like, well, I don't know. It's like everyone around you is doing it. So it's like you never stop and say, wow, I'm doing this thing. Like it's yeah. you just do it. Like you get swept up. And I think that that's how a lot of, you know, people survive these amazing experiences or even, you know, really rise to pushing the bounds of what's physically possible because you have to surround yourself with people doing it. it normalizes the process for people. And that's a big part of superpower experts is we're normalizing the dialogue that, but we can do more and we can mm-hmm. be more. And the more we say it, the more it's truth. And the more it starts to just become normal. I mean, that's how convergence happens around these rebellious divergent ideas is enough people just have to talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. it's really kind of formulaic when you look at it. And so I love there's this matter of factness to you, plus you embody the confidence. And like we talked about, just the solidity of being able to say, this is real. But you wear it so well now. And from my own experience with you, it allows me to relax into your brilliance and your genius. Like I just get to be in it and I get to absorb it and glean from it and utilize it. And because you did all of that. And so I, for one, thank you. Thank you. And you know, Tanya, what I really think is key for people is the word experience, to experience it. You know, we have access 
to information online, endless access. And that's <laughs> just a piece of the puzzle. That's just one piece. And what really allows me to be in my power about it is because I experienced it. Because I had my own experience, my own unique experience. You know, I just read something, and of course, this isn't new, but it just reminded me that I am as unique as my fingerprints. And so, therefore, my place on this planet is as unique as my fingerprints. And if you just sit there and look at your fingerprints, and it's like, wow, you know, there's like a little journey going on on my fingerprints. It's like, that's how unique I am. And so, my experience in life is unique and I need to treat it that way and I need to foster it that way, cultivate Mm. it that way. And that means tuning into myself. That means, yes, gathering information on the internet, gathering information in my communities, learning from others, but then tuning into myself with that because I am my greatest teacher. I am my guru, all of those types of things. Mm-hmm. And where I work with people, where I feel like it's, it makes a difference is because of taking them into the ocean, taking them to free dive. That's kind of the extreme level of the work that I do, where I actually have them do a dive, where they experience themselves because they have to. If you're not tuned into yourself while underwater holding your breath, you're not going to go very far. It's going to be super uncomfortable. But when you're tuned in, when you've done the work to be able to hold your breath, you tap into that potential power, whatever that is that's unique to you. I love everything that you just got done saying. And it's such a great analogy for everything. And I've shared before on the show, and I'll share it again, that part of my journey included a particular period of my life where every day, every morning, I woke up and asked myself if I wanted to stay. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a morbid, suicidal Mm -hmm. thing. It was a legitimate, very intentional process I put myself through to remind myself that this is not an obligatory existence. Like, we can leave. Like, we Mm -hmm. have all kinds Mm -hmm. of mechanisms to be able to leave. And every morning I'd look around and be like, okay, all right, yeah, I think I'll stay today. You know, that's cool. And then the follow-up to that was, okay, then play. Like, if you're going to stay, if you're (laughs) going to play the game, then make sure that you're doing it. Like, you just got done talking about create the story. Like, what do you want the day to look like? How do you want, and not in the controlling, like, all the hows and details, but who are you going to show up as today? Because it's easy to get up and be like, oh, I didn't sleep well, and I don't want to get up, and I don't want to do this, and I don't want to do that. Or, you know, and it shifts everything depending on how you approach things and so to write that story and to allow yourself to be that uniqueness and you know we're big on our rebels and anybody who's willingly challenging themselves to be courageous and to show up differently and to be unique and all of that good stuff and the world is starving for those players you know, not the single guru type, but, but really the ones mm-hmm. who are willing to say, hey, I'm pretty freaking cool. You're pretty freaking cool. Let's be cool together. Like, <laughs> let's, you know, and not in a clicky way, but in an inclusionary way, be like, and, and everybody has the capacity to be cool, you know? Yes. However that looks, that was a big issue for me when starting Superpower Experts was like, okay, how do we do something that, yes, gives people information and helps them with processes and identify steps and everything else, but doesn't create like Stepford wise, like doesn't create like the cookie cutter verse. I don't need a lot of like little Tonya ites running around. Like that's not what we need. How do we continue to help people flesh out their own uniqueness and their own brilliance and give them support and some structure and some guidance and, and assist them. And it's a constant balancing act mm-hmm. because it's super easy to say, Hey, just do it. Like I did become me and that's easy. You know, of course nobody can become that, but I think it's a cop out. Can you get into someone's space with them? And that's a big part of, again, the analogy of what you do is like, who do you become in the ocean? Right. It's like that brings out all of that stuff in you 
that you have to take a look at, like you said, or you're going to be incredibly uncomfortable. It's like I just got this analogy of like you're throwing like everybody into this pot and turning up the heat, you know, because the pressure you talked about, you know, the, it is like a pressure cooker. <laughs> Come on, let's get all that stuff out of you. Like it's really a phenomenal just packaging that you've put together. Well, and I think the thing is, is that the analogies are pretty accurate. There is a lot of pressure in life right now, whether we want to call it evolutionary pressure, ascension pressure, whatever, whatever we want, whatever you're tapped into about that, there is pressure. There's time pressure, busyness pressure, all of this pressure. And so what happens when we're under that pressure and how do we act? Who are we Mm -hmm. when we're under that pressure? And so when we can go and practice who we want to be, who we say we are in a pressure place and it's fun, then that's a really wonderful way to grow. A really wonderful way. You're having fun. You're releasing stress. You're letting go of your lack and limitation all while having fun. Whether Mm -hmm. it's actually doing free diving, swimming with dolphins or whatever it is that we're out there doing that's fun. That's so beautifully said. And it's easy to put on a good face when you're feeling confident in the world and like you've got everything under control, but it really comes forward when you don't, you know, when you're in an uncomfortable situation. And I think anytime we can put ourselves in those circumstances, I contend that's a big part of the reason why I went in the army. Mm. I don't know why that kind of space and time keeps coming up in this conversation, but it was extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It wasn't normal or natural. But I tell people that about superpowers. Like I, it wasn't natural. Like I didn't wake up going, yeah, let's just tell everybody superpowers are real. Let's <laughs> do that. That's a really smart idea. You know, I had to work into that and be like, wait, I think there might be something to this. And then I had to make sure it was grounded and well-founded and that there was a process and like, okay, what are the ramifications of this? Mm-hmm. Is this something I really want to be doing? Like, mm-hmm. is this even good for the world? Like what are the conflicts going to be with this? And I think that there's so much value in facing yourself in those moments. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I know so many people are going to want to know more about you. Where can we send them? You can come find me at my website. That's the best place. And that's www.jillianrutledge.com. That's the same on Facebook. And that's kind of my hub for all things going on for me professionally, but also personally, a little bit of personal too, because it all crosses over. Well, and you have a retreat coming up, right? Oh, this is an amazing, I mean, everybody's retreats are amazing to themselves, I'm sure, but this is really amazing. <laughs> like, I'm sure you think your baby's beautiful. Exactly. Well, this one is really, really timely. It's in September. It's going to be September 29th to October 3rd. It's about orcas. And it's, the orca mm. is an apex animal. You know, and traditionally, scientifically, that means they sit at the top of the food chain. But to sit at the top of the food chain, it means a lot of things. And The orca in Pacific Northwest are an endangered species. That means they're in trouble. Their populations are declining. It's all human activity. So we're really calling upon a group of people to come together to collaborate. You said earlier, a synergistic collaboration. Mm. This is with the orca. And it's not only to learn from them and to offer them our assistance, it's to collaborate and create something new. You know, how are we going to exist together in this area of the world and be apex animals together because humans are the apex of the land. That's so beautiful. I love that concept. So this again, it's October or September 29th to October 3rd this year. And it's Mm. in the San Juan Islands in Washington. Cool. And is there information on your site about that? There's a link on my site to my co-facilitator, Anne Gordon de Barragon. She is from Panama. She does whale watching in Panama, an amazing woman. And her and I are collaborating together to create this retreat. And my website will link to hers where all of the information is laid out. 
Good. Give us that website one more time. It's JillianRutledge.com. Awesome. Very cool. Well, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for coming. And I see really great things in the synergy between us moving forward. This is not the last you've heard of this woman, folks. Let let me just assure you of that. But go check her out. And just thanks so much for being you and for doing what you do in the world. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Tanya. Same to you. Awesome. Very cool. To all of you out there, we appreciate you too. Thank you for your loyalty. And until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.